Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everyone, to ActiveSpirituality.life with Pamela Cuccinell and Susie Mazzoli, week 22 of 2022 is what will be discussed. Pam's going to let us know all about the week starting Monday, the 30th of May, and then I will be back with you at um, uh, the end of the week, which will be June. And see you there. So, Pam, new moon, what's in store for us? Yes, the new moon is on May 30th, Memorial Day in the United States. And this is an interesting new moon to me. Here it is sort of floating, coming up after the eclipse, eclipses that we went through um, last lunar cycle. And one reason it is, is because the new moon is in the sign of Gemini, of course, because we're in sun and Gemini season. And as it travels through the sky, it will be, in the end, making a trine, a harmonious um, picture with the planet Saturn. Saturn, the taskmaster, the authority, the patriarchal strength in uh, not only in a person's life but um, in your in your individual psyche so we have yin yang energy male female father mother and uh, Saturn is really as we work with it because uh, we work with Saturn a lot in the astrology world and what's really important is to understand how comfortable we are with our own inner authority with the part of ourself that um, kind of declares space sets boundaries and understands the direction in which we're going to achieve whatever our heartfelt goal is. Because Saturn is also about how we manifest, crystallize, bring into, quote, reality that point of perspective, that individual, individual resonance that gives form for the lifetime in which we have. And so this new moon is really speaking about how we look at that with a almost uh, almost uh, a, a childlike freshness. One thing about Gemini energy, and those who know me well know I have a lot of Geminis in my life. I've always, uh, my father was a Gemini. I, I just 
I just am very comfortable with Gemini energy. And one thing that delights me about people who have a lot of Gemini is they have a, a curiosity or a way of looking at life that's always about, well, what's that? Let me look at it. Let me go into it. And what's that? So there's this eagerness of spontaneity of thought that because of this particular new moon is seasoned with a sense of am I following, am I present, am I aware of my own kind of mystical journey in this lifetime and what I recommend is if you feel that sense of needing to kind of space out, drift over the next couple of days and kind of seek, then that's actually very good because it's that Neptunian energy that's kind of pulling you into diving into the well, like really refreshing yourself in the ocean of the universal unconscious. And sometimes that comes in through a suggestion or an overture or an invitation to something that you hadn't really thought of or you didn't really want to explore too much, but you feel that pull, that tug. And what's really nice about this is that really to encourage you to take that time in a meditative like check-in space especially it would be especially juicy and rich if you were able to do it on Tuesday the 31st in the late after mid or late afternoon because what's happening is we're getting this infusion of let's Let's take everything apart that we thought we were doing so that we can structure an even better foundation. And it may not be radical, whatever it is that's coming in, but it can be something that really kind of spins in a new direction, something that you were aiming for or wanted clarification on or maybe wasn't exactly sure what choice or step to take. So new moons, when they first start, are not always the best time to kick off and begin something. But this new moon, if the decision and choice is clear, especially when uh, we get to Tuesday, the 31st, that's kind of a nice time to sink into the strength of this. Now also know or remember that Mercury is retrograde for the next few days. So when that's the case, basically what's happening, especially when the moon's in Gemini, because Gemini is linked to the planet Mercury, is we're basically being told, hey, you know, um, Things might require a bit of delay or second thoughts or editing or going over more carefully or holding off on contractual signing. And that's not a bad thing because maybe there's been a new perspective or spin that came in 
over these past couple of days that really helps solidify, clarify, and give much more texture to whatever it is you're launching into. So the moon goes void, of course, at 4.10 p.m. on Tuesday, after which time the moon is traveling in Gemini um, void through the end of the day, Eastern time, on the 31st. It enters the sign of Cancer at 1.49 a.m. on Wednesday, June 1st. And this energetically is quite different than what transpired on Monday, Tuesday. I also want to add on Tuesday, uh, late afternoon, evening, uh, with the moon in Gemini, it's very stimulating. You want to do a lot, buzz around, especially if you're an air fire sign, check out things, uh, see what's going on, new restaurant, new people, um, go down the black hole of the internet, but just realize that with the moon void, of course, nothing is definitely going to necessarily transpire the way you thought. It's great for uh, stimulus and ideas and knocking things around, but handshakes or signing or saying, yes, absolutely do this, mm, a little kind of rocky, unless, of course, you're born with um, something that would show that the moon is making some sort of connection. The other thing I want to mention is that the Gemini new moon, if you know where Gemini is in your personal horoscope, that's going to be the area of life that really gets a lot of juice over this lunar cycle. Doesn't mean you can't focus on something else, but perhaps you can augment it energetically with whatever else is getting like a lot of juice from what's going on. Um, to give an example, let's say the new moon falls in your seventh house, house of relationship. This could be a great lunar cycle for something new, starting with your partner, either business uh, or um, familial partner, or it could be something that is about someone new you're going to connect to who brings in new energy and perspective. But again, that would really start to flesh out after we get through Mercury retrograde and the passage where it goes over what it had already traveled on. So more like mid-June, and I'll talk to that in a little while. <clears throat> so on Wednesday the 1st and Tuesday the 2nd, the moon traveling through the sign of Cancer actually hits a lot of kind of mm, like little rough patches. Not necessarily bad, but let me explain. So in the morning on Wednesday, it's really good if you've outlined your plans, know what you're going to do. Otherwise, if everything's kind of wide open, you're going to be getting a lot of uh, suggestions, tangents, look over here, let's do that. And so there might be a lot of pull about, uh, I want to go there, or uh, I want to go there. Whereas if you're clear on what it was you were aiming for, you can prioritize a lot better, which can be important depending on what you need to do over the day. 
when we get midday, early afternoon, tempers can be a little short. So depending on the person, this may not really be directly affecting you, but it may affect someone in your life or who you encounter. So always what I counsel when I see that uh, we've got a moon Mars configuration, which is kind of like, wah, you know, I just want to lash out at somebody is don't engage. Um, it's always better to tamp things down than uh, accelerate. Uh, what can be really kind of stressful is if both people are feeling the effects of uh, this lunar passage, in which case uh, people can blow up at one another and really uh, make bigger something that didn't need to go that big. It's a transit. It passes relatively quickly. By late afternoon, we should be free and clear of it. And uh, the next day is not as emotionally um, high octave, I don't think. Uh, but when we get into June 3rd, the moon still in the sign of cancer doesn't go void, of course, until 11.15 a.m., and as it travels in the morning, it can seem like, oh, things are going well. Mercury went direct in the wee hours, actually 4 a.m. Eastern time on June 3rd. But um, because of how the moon is traveling, there may be some power struggles, some sort of financial thing that comes up, uh, a sense of needing to uh, surrender to something or not, not try to push the elephant. Um, the, the best overall advice I can give about this is if you feel like you're very emotionally involved with something and you have blinders on, if you can step back from the situation or check in with someone who you trust who has a lot more objectivity than you do on it, you can avoid maybe getting into a place that is better not to kind of blow up into. The positive of this, especially since Mercury's gone direct, is that something may be revealed. We may see something or <clears throat> get information that we didn't have before. And so if you're in the middle of some sort of negotiation or something that uh, really requires some trust or uh, financial um, investment, this can be a really good day to flush out or understand better something that maybe had been withheld from you. It may not be you. It may be someone in your life that, again, you're feeling the effects from or needing to help them weather through it. But ideally, the best part of this is that the more we know, the more we know. And as we know, the more conscious we become or the more aware we become of not only our actions, but things that propel and cause other people to act certain ways, then 
the more clear we can become of if is this situation happening to me or am I creating this and how can I adjust or change my orientation so that I'm not swept into the same undercurrent. Remember, the moon is in the sign of cancer. So this is about very deep kind of primal feelings. And those of us who have a lot of water in our horoscopes may feel really kind of swept by this undertow, whatever it may be. And it can be revelatory. It can help shift something that we've been working on moving through. But it doesn't necessarily feel amazing when it's happening. So the moon enters Leo at 2.38 p.m. on Friday the 3rd. So that gives us almost three hours where the moon has been void of course in Cancer. I think this is a lovely day to, after that moon's gone void, to give yourself a nice, relaxed midday meal. Um, ideally, be in nature where you can see nature, eat foods that are very restorative, chew carefully, take time to adjust, to digest. And if you're listening to this and thinking, oh, God, Pamela, I've got to be driving on the New Jersey Turnpike when this is going on, then, again, listen to some soothing music, um, have a, some sort of healthy, invigorating snacks in the car with you so that you feel taken care of. And if you end up in a traffic snarl or something, just... Take the time to just relax, enjoy the music, uh, look at ideally whatever's around you, the other people in their cars dealing with the situation as best they can, and tell yourself the shift will occur once moon goes into the sign of Leo and things start to move with more fire energy. So Moon and Leo, as uh, we get into mid-afternoon through the evening, this is really fun energy. <clears throat> it's, uh, it's not necessarily the most ideal time to work with that waxing moon that's just building, building, building. We get into much, much juicier energy next week when we can really launch and set things off. Remember, we're still like Mercury's moving slowly through the sky. It's just seeming to go direct from our perspective. So uh, enjoy music, go out, um, do fun cultural things, dance, be with people you like, glam up if that's fun for you, um, play. That's the best way to use the energy of uh, June 3rd evening. It's Friday night. And Saturday, Saturday, the moon is still in the sign of Leo. Uh, Saturn turns retrograde. It actually turns retrograde at 5.47 p.m. And when Saturn turns retrograde, it's not like one of these like massive events that happen when 
Uranus or, or Pluto change direction, those planets, when they change direction, oftentimes we'll see something in the news or something will come up that kind of gives an, uh, an indication of what might be revealed or being presented to us. With Saturn retrograde, of course, you may experience something as this is turning, especially if Saturn is aspecting a point in your horoscope. Saturn is in late degree um, Aquarius right now. So if you have any fixed sign energy in late degree, you may very well be experiencing something as it moves, as it changes direction in the sky. But the most important thing to be aware of on this day is that it is, um, things can change. They can totally change. So it can be fun, lively, a lot going on, very high energy. If you wake up early and you're a person who uh, at times feels a little fraught in what you deserve or your needs being met, those are people often who have moon, Venus in hard aspects in their horoscope. There's a quick moving passage in the sky um, just around dawn. And so some of us may be feeling that kind of, uh, I'm just not getting my needs met. Well, look at that and ask yourself, well, what can I do or give myself today? Moons and Leo, how would I like to play? What is it something that I can treat myself to? I am a divine child of the universe. What can I give myself? And so see it that way. With Saturn going retrograde, uh, many of us may be feeling a sense of, huh, where do I have to dig deeper? What do I have to look at with um, more concentration to help me build on what I want to do or where I want to go? This can be comfortable or uncomfortable, depending on where you're at with these things. But the most, thing, the most important thing I want um, us to be aware of is as we get into the evening, especially late evening on Saturday the 4th, there's um, Uranus is in the sky engaged with the moon. So you don't want to necessarily act quickly without thinking. You want to look around you when you're moving through the world. If you're on the road, if you're in transit, if you're in your home, just Pay attention to where you are in your physical body and be aware of who's around you and what they're doing. And once that passes, once we get by through midnight, then um, the most important thing is just be aware that things may be coming up, especially on uh, Sunday the 5th, that come back and remind us, oh, you didn't follow through this. This appointment was awry. This needs more editing. So... Things that were kind of mistakes or overlooked when uh, Mercury was retrograde uh, tend to start cropping up on this particular weekend. So, um, so adjust and, and get things to where you need them to be, what you need to say, articulate 
what you really need to say. And at 7.12 p.m. on Sunday the 5th, the moon goes void, of course. And it's pretty much void until the wee hours of the next day. So I'll talk about that then. But once the moon is void, I mean, this is just spend the evening watching a movie, doing things that are fun, play games. It's really, I mean, one thing lovely about Leo energy is it really reminds us to check in with what the, quote, inner child would really love. And have you been feeding that inner child? Is it able to engage or be stimulated in how it needs to be? And when you do that on Sunday evening, you are juicing up and setting yourself up for a really dynamic week when we get into talking about Monday the 6th. So I'm going to turn it over to Susie. And basically what I'm saying is we're working with that new moon waxing energy about what does the child want to receive and bring into her life while she's here. What does she need to say? What does she need to express? With whom does she need to connect? And now I turn it over to Susie. Another Gemini. <laughs> uh, one that I love very much, yes. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, of course, um, feeling in my element with all of this Gemini energy. And um, I love it, Pam, when you said, you know, we've been given some permission to space out and to drift and to seek, <laughs> quote, unquote. <laughs> Excellent, good. So for our meditation, let's jump in there. So I invite everyone just to take 10 minutes and as you feel yourself settling down, just opening up the space around us. I use that word so much, space, space, space. I'm feeling all of that space and now let's give ourselves permission just for 10 minutes out of our busy, busy lives to space out, to drift, to let ourselves just be in that openness of not having to do anything, not having to think anything and allowing the emptiness to be present, the emptiness of mind. And it's a very hard place for so many of us to get to because we are so busy, we feel the, the tick-tick-tocking of the clock, we perhaps have a list of things to do, and it's hard. It's really hard for us to just step away from our responsibilities and from the pressure and the internal pressure that we put on ourselves and just let ourselves be. Just be still and just allow ourselves to drift. And one of the wonderful ways that I like to do this in my meditation is to visualize myself and this was actually given to me from the other side by someone very dear to me 
as a way of, of visualizing is just visualize yourself on an air mattress in the middle of the ocean. And it's a very safe ocean. There's no weather problems. There's no sharks or whales going to tip you over. Just visualize a very safe ocean and that you're lying on the air mattress and you are feeling the warm sun, not too hot, it's not cold, it's not windy. If you like a little gentle breeze, that's there. You're just lying on the air mattress and you're floating. You're just floating and moving and you can feel the tremendous energy of the ocean beneath you, holding you, the gravitational pull holding you, the water holding you. You don't have a care in the world. Nothing, nothing at all except to just lie there and to be peaceful and still and to let things just gently come and go in your mind, in your body. And it's a place now where we're not hyper-focusing on anything. We're not hyper-focusing on the mind or the body or the ocean, sky above us. We're just allowing everything to just be. And if we have a thought that comes up, if something comes into your mind and seems to grab your attention, there's no reason to go against it or to fight it. Just allow it to be, but we don't engage. We allow it to be present. And just like a, a seagull perhaps flies above us, we just let it to fly, just leave it to fly. It comes up, flies around, and then just keeps flying away. It's a really great way to think of your thoughts that you might find intrusive in your meditation. It's just allow them. Allow them to be without engaging, without entering into them in any way. So resisting them would be entering, would be engaging. Or thinking, oh, my gosh, just be still, just be still, just leave me alone. It's also engaging. So just allow them to be. And perhaps you can use your breath to help you stabilize the mind. Just breathing in and breathing out slowly. Allowing yourself to just space out allowing yourself just for a few little moments just to be still, just to be. And as we're feeling this, just concentrating a little bit more 
perhaps on the breath if we need to, if we find that we're uncomfortable or, hey, I'm not a good meditator, don't worry about all of these things of the past. Just every day when we sit down to meditate, to still our mind, we can go a little bit deeper, a little bit more still. And it's really about training, that we are training ourselves, that we are training our mind, that we are training literally the chemistry in our body to come into this place of stillness. And we can feel the calming effect on our body. The heart rate slows down. The breathing becomes almost imperceptible. And we can find ourselves in a place that is very deep relaxation, but still in awareness, still with complete awareness. So it's a very fine line here that we learn to navigate, that we learn to experience. It might be a place where you might fall asleep and this is where the mindfulness and the awareness, the awakefulness is still present. I'm still I'm aware, I'm awake, but I'm not in activity of mind, I'm not in activity of body, just holding that open space. And as we hold the space, we can find ourselves perhaps drifting off into a mental place, a dream space, an open space. And just allow yourself to, as you've found the stillness and the openness, if you'd like to, to just drift off and follow that path where the mind, which is now known stillness, can go off and find find some new places where it's never been before. Or you can just stay here in the stillness, in the openness. And as we start to come back to ourselves, just visualise that all of your energy now, which has perhaps been all diluted throughout the neutral universe, just imagine it all slowly coming back, coming back to the heart centre and visualise in the middle of your body at the point of the heart chakra, all of the energy coming back and that you're recalibrating yourself, bringing everything back together at the heart centre and that from all of this openness and neutrality and stillness, as you come back to the heart centre, gently taking a few deeper breaths, 
opening your eyes and fully present. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this week 22 of uh, 2022, and we look forward to speaking with you next week. Thank you so much, Pam, and love now, everyone. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.